0: We were always told there's no handbook for being a good parent, but that always felt like an unsatisfying answer. We created this podcast to help others navigate what we have figured out so successfully. This episode is called Sex Education
1: and includes some adult language and themes. I didn't know. No one has ever told me that there was a whole pornography component to it. It's a subculture.
0: Yeah, and I'm guessing we have <laughs> listeners who are now in, in shock and horror at thinking about their children who have gone to camp over this last summer. And I'm I'm pretty confident that that is an experience that probably still goes on.
1: I'll, I'm, it may not because I don't – kids have phones now. They the don't – Google, fun, fun,
0: fun, Welcome back. Welcome. This is depending on which podcast we end up keeping the second, third, fourth, <laughs> any number of them, but we've done at least one right. that we know we liked of uh, the uh, definitive Von Kuhlberg Definitive Guide to Parenting.
1: Mm-hmm. This is our third iteration. Do you like that word? Yeah, iteration. Iteration of our podcast. Okay. And uh, I'm Chad and I am Armand. Von Kuhlberg.
0: And I am Garmin Von Kuhlberg. Garmin.
1: Yep. Okay. All right, well, Garmin, it's an interesting uh, pseudonym, but I like it. I'm here for it. Thank you,
0: Armand. Tonight, we were going to talk about a couple of different coming-of-age type stories. Um, I had something actually kind of recent. Um, and it involved my son, who's currently in the basement and doesn't know oh, we're talking about him. Perfect. But, um, you know, he's he's 17 and, you know, never really, we've never had the formal conversation, the birds and the bees type oh. thing. And I don't know, I don't really, I guess I don't, have you ever had that conversation with, it? Was a
1: kid, did you have that conversation with your parents? Um as a kid I had it with my mother and how did that go It was awkward I had I've had a few different versions of that conversation like the the first really was uh whatever you do don't get anyone pregnant That was the first And how old were you at the time of that conversation? <laughs> I like I 7 8 That was, was not all honesty, I think I was like 11 uh, my 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 family was very neurotic. My mom, my parents were divorced, um, and my mom was kind of bitter towards my dad. So it prompted her to say things like "Don't get anyone pregnant." Or, but was there anything
0: further to help you understand what that would entail, or did you already know what that? Uh, entailed? Actually,
1: as as I'm talking, I actually recall this right now. I actually had this conversation even earlier. Um, I must have been in second grade. How old are you in second grade? seven six i don't know something like that i think you're seven my mother bought me a book called how babies are made and it pretty much went into everything and i remember that uh in lieu of actual male reproductive organs there was something that looked a lot like a paper airplane and I wasn't that interested in how the babies were made, but I spent a lot of time staring at the genitals of the male and the female. They weren't really like erotic. It was just odd. It was cartoons, right? Yeah. It wasn't, it was like a scientific cartoon kind of thing like that. So that was the first time I received the scientific information.
0: And do you remember your reaction? Were you surprised by that or? Uh, No, I
1: think I just, was I just rolled with it? Okay,
0: because I remember probably being in in first or second grade and somebody telling me how babies were made, and being incredulous, thinking like <laughs> that cannot be true. Like who would do that? Like it was unfathomable to me that people would choose to do that. I couldn't wrap my head around it, and I didn't have an alternative theory of how it worked i just didn't think that was possible
1: who introduced that conversation
0: it was some, a mean? kid like kid another kid at school was saying you know uh, the the man takes his penis and puts it in the in the woman's vagina and i hope i'm not letting anything go That's <laughs> that's the no. age of our audience <laughs> um but i just thought like why no that doesn't right. seem
1: that does not add up um Here's why I, I think I didn't have that reaction first is because I lived in a neighborhood, there weren't a lot of kids. So my closer friends were four or five, I should say closer friends, the kids I hung out with four or five years uh, older than me, and they didn't tell me to explain it. Like, it was already a matter of fact to them. Like they had had that conversation when, you know, before I met them. So in my effort to impress them, I was like, of course this happens. Like that's the way they were talking about it. So I just rolled with it because I, I didn't want to look like I was an idiot. And then probably later on when I was by myself, I was horrified quietly, (laughs) but I I wasn't going to let any of that on in front of the other kids that were.
0: So, okay. So you had the book and then later, uh, what I really want to know is some sort of conversation with a parent or authority figure that was kind of explaining how things work.
1: My mother read, I didn't have, it wasn't really traumatic. My mother, What well, was far more traumatic when I was older. And then my mother would ask me questions like inappropriate details, things that you don't ever want to talk about uh, with with your mother. With your mother. You know, my mother, because she was a single mom, not only um, did she take these responsible, responsibilities very seriously and want to have that, but it also sort of empowered her to, to feel that she was entitled to know far more than she should. There like about with
0: her. you and girls that you were with? or what? Yes, Yeah, she Like intimate she, details. She
1: would ask, yes, things that you didn't want to talk about with your
0: mother. Sure which for me would encompass a wide range of topics. But um, so I never had that conversation with, as a kid, nobody ever sat me down and talked, at least I can remember or gave me a book or anything like that. I think I learned from, again, the kids in school, starting in first grade, at some point after first grade, I realized that that was actually true and it wasn't a horrible thing. So, I, and then I, I have other memories of being probably nine or 10 at, at overnight camp and seeing dirty, like Penthouse and other much, much more oh. graphic magazines and being very intrigued by them at that point. But at, at that point, I'm like, my recollection is, is looking at those magazines and not being like, oh, this is new. So or,
1: you w- looked at those magazines with with what? A group of 10 other boys? No, I mean, I, no. Like, you
0: would look at it by yourself. Like, some, the, the magazines would kind of circulate. And and you would grab, you know, get one and look at it and then, like, you know, either drop it or throw it away and somebody else would pick it up and look at it.
1: I wouldn't want to pick up the thrown away community back house at Summer Camp. That's just me. Well, I mean... And keep in mind, we were nine or 10, so there wasn't. <laughs> I am glad I can camp, camp Deviant. Like, what was it? What was the name of camp? <laughs> it was
0: Camp Long <laughs> It's an Indian word. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, no. And then my second camp, the counselors would go and purposely get. Again, I don't know who's listening to this, but I remember one of, at that point, I was a little older. I went to a second camp because I didn't like the first camp. Not, having anything to do with the magazine the quality
1: of pornography. Right, the excited. pornography was
0: top notch, <laughs> but that's not why I left. But the second camp the counselors brought like one magazine I specifically remember was big ass cock suckers. <laughs> and it was very graphic. Unlike Penthouse it had no um had no articles or anything. It was just pictures in this case of of large bottomed women who happened to like to suck cock. <laughs> Um, well, we just lost our PG rating. And some of our sponsors. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was a big part of the experience of going to overnight camp was kind of...
1: I have always felt like a sense of loss that I I was never allowed to go to uh, overnight camp. And uh, it's only increased based on this. Yeah. I didn't know. No one has ever told me that there was a whole... Pornography not going be component to it. It's a subculture.
0: Yeah. And I'm guessing we have listeners who are now in, in shock and horror at thinking about their children who have gone to camp over this last summer. And I'm, I'm pretty confident that that is an experience that probably still goes on.
1: I'll, I'm, it may not because I don't – kids have phones now. They and don't have – Well, they don't have camp.
0: But, yeah, in general, yes, you have the internet where you can get anything anyway. Right. So. At the time, magazines were state of the art technology oh, wow. for so delivery is, of pornography. Is it,
1: is it progress or not? I guess you, the listener, will have yeah. to decide. Right. <laughs> so, anyway, I, I didn't. I, I
0: get back to how I started. This is my seventeen-year-old. I don't recall ever having a formal discussion with him or his younger, his fifteen-year-old brother, at any point about birds and the bees. I'm sure I've said things kind of like what you suggested your mom said, like in passing, like, Oh, you got to be careful. It's things like that. But I never told him how things work. And I, but I also do know that he we did at one point talk that he got that information through health class at school.
1: Yes. My, uh, my kids got it. And I, I know, I know they got it because the day after my son received it, he came home and told me that, Mrs. Schroeder ended his childhood today. (laughs) That was his But he was joking. Uh, He he didn't mean it, yes, in the biblical sense. He just was saying, information-wise. It was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable, and he didn't like it, and um, the boys were separated from the girls, but it still was, uh, I think he had a lot more questions, but I don't know the questions were about the continent. The questions were more like, why? Why did I have to do yes.
0: this? And I, my, I, I'm now that you're saying that, I remember the conversations I had with my kids were more about like, did they separate the boys and the girls? Was it embarrassing? Did kids ask questions? It wasn't about the actual content, but you got to assume they told them. There's only a couple of real important key factors there that you'd hope right. they cover. And you got to assume they covered those. Right? Yes. Like, right. like how things work. One would hope. Okay. So now my son has a girlfriend okay and they've been together now for four months or so and my wife would say have you talked to him about protection and being safe because really his life will significantly change if he impregnates somebody and i said no i assume he knows but fair enough so we had a conversation about condoms and he told me that uh, his mom, who he lives with half the time and lives with me and my wife half the time, had freshman year bought him some condoms that he still had. Hmm.
1: I think they have an expiration
0: date. though. So right? that was what I said. I said, those are probably no good. Right. I don't I don't know what the expiration date is, but I imagine it's a year or two. Right. Right now that you're pushing three years now. So I said, so you should get. Some more. And at this point, we've not talked about if he's actually having <laughs> sex or you don't even know what they're being used for. These could be decorative, like just well, but I I was curious what his reaction was gonna be. Like right. I'm just saying, and and his reaction was okay. Like <laughs> okay, well, where should I go get them? Like it wasn't it wasn't gross or I, I don't need them or it wasn't
1: any of that kind of The the first time I recall buying condom, just as an aside, uh, I do know it probably, and this this was some time ago, you know, going back thirty one and thirty years, it cost me probably. $50, which you know, you go back there, that was a lot of money back then. And the reason it cost me $30 is I bought like 40 other items to try (laughs) disguise. Like there were steaks, hamburgers, everything you can. I'm just hoping that, you know, so that the the cashier wouldn't judge me as some sort of pervert who buys condoms. I was buying a lot of groceries at the age of 17, and I just happened to be picking up. Some condoms that we weren't going to address or even make eye contact. Right,
0: but. right. Well, so my, part of my story gets into that as well. So I told him, so I wanted him to think this wasn't a big deal, right? which it really isn't. But so I said, you know, you should just go get some. He's like, oh, okay. I'm like, you just go to Walgreens and get them. It's not a big deal. I'm like, and he's like, okay. I'm like, or I can get you some. He's like, okay. <laughs> so um i ended up going and getting him some at target um and it's interesting because target has some like they didn't have trojan they had durex which i've heard of but it's just not the the, the brand that i would think of and i, I haven't really been in the condom market in a while but um i bought him put them in his room and didn't say anything didn't tell him i've got them didn't tell him they were in his room i just put them in his room and then, like, a week later, I went back in the room and they were gone. Oh. So, like, clearly, Like Santa
1: Claus and cookies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he
0: had he, <he'd> taken them. <laughs> um, but what also I realized was I when I bought them at Target, I just bought, picked them up, and then went to the self-checkout line and checked myself out. So, like, he could do that. Nobody would. There is no that awkward interaction oh, with yeah. a
1: cashier anymore. You don't have to even deal with that. So here I was at first, at the, be- at the beginning when we started talking, thinking about how technology and progress has ruined the community pornography experience. However, it is en- enhanced and made the uh, remove the shame factor, I guess, of buying condoms. It never even occurred to me that you could go through that.
0: Well, I presume you could also buy them from Amazon. They have them shipped right to your door.
1: But then you still have to worry about like parents opening yeah. up. Well, you're, you're a very progressive parent. Or, not, or
0: them coming and saying, your condoms are here.
1: <laughs> you see, you're not, as, you're not as progressive as his mom who bought them for him three years ago, but you're still very progressive. We, I have not had, I have a, a eighth grader or a seventh, eighth grade girl and a seventh grade boy. I have not had any sort of conversation along those lines. Well, yeah, we've had conversations like they've had health class. Uh, we talk periods a lot in my house that's something you've never really experienced as a father of boys. And I I was really determined that I was going to be super progressive and there's going to be no awkwardness and no shaming around uh, periods. And I figured I was going to have this conversation with my uh, daughter and we would sit down and that's not how it went at all. Uh, It was more, I was sitting on a couch, and she came running in the room and said, Dad, I need pads. (laughs) And she's like, I just got my, I was like, is it your first one? She's like, yeah. And I freaked out because I wanted to do that. I'm like, all right, uh, I'll go buy them. And she's like, okay. (laughs) So I go flying out of the house, uh, driving over to Walgreens, and I had no idea how many varieties of pads there were. And this, and maybe this was in my head, but I don't think so. Like I was walking up and down back and forth the, uh, the, the pad aisle and there was an old woman at the Walgreens work there who f- kept asking, like finally asked me what I was doing. And I don't think she believed that I was shopping for my daughter. I think she thought there was something untoward going on. But then I, I had called uh, my daughter who told me to call my wife who then texted me pictures of the variety I was supposed to get. They didn't have it at Walgreens. They had to then go over to Target, which I guess is a reproductive superstore now that I think about it. Yeah, but, so, got,
0: but you're, you're bringing up something else, though, is you were embarrassed and self-conscious looking in the eye. By
1: of the worker, because I, I wasn't
0: self-conscious. But what, what, stop for a moment and think about yeah. what, what could you possibly, what deviant behavior would you be doing looking at – women's hygiene this is products. just
1: me this is again my my baggage i was sure she didn't in her mind the worker wasn't going oh like there's a a dad uh buying uh pads for his daughter or for his wife he's thinking that the worker might be, have to be going, look at that filthy pervert stalking up and down, like waiting for a victim. Oh, waiting the for a girl. Yeah, like thought okay. that there was something. That's
0: what I couldn't understand is what the the thing was that you thought it she might be. It was sort of
1: unrealized. I just automatically assumed. So, again, I wasn't as progressive as I thought. I automatically assumed that the woman there was thinking that I was up to no, to no good.
0: Yeah, I, I bet she wasn't. I thought that's your own baggage there. Uh, she did. Your, your spray, own level of uncomfortable. She
1: did spray me with pepper spray. I'm oh well, then that, that actually is a strong indication. that you're right.
0: Um, okay, interesting.
1: Yeah, but no, no conversation. And now, uh, we we talk about it all the time, which was actually what I you talk about what periods all the time. What, what is there to talk about all the time? How, what are those conversations about? she'll tell me she's not feeling well or she needs pads or that um, story about, you know, she plays softball and she's wore white softball pants and bleeding through that. Oh, and that's horrible. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it is. Uh, so, yeah, and I'm but, thankful I don't I have boys that don't have to have but, that conversation. But what I really wanted to happen, although, you know, <laughs> ignoring my own uh, weirdness around it, I wanted my son to not grow up and have that weirdness. Like, I have that weirdness just because it was sort of a taboo subject growing up we never talked about it and you know the the males in my life always treated it like it was something that was you know unwholesome and i didn't want my son to grow up with that so he is privy to all sorts of uh, including this happened uh just a few months ago the terror that we all had when one of the dogs pulled a pad out of, I don't know, it must've been in the garbage and had it in his mouth and started running after us from the house. So we were all screaming. So again, we're not, we are a work in progress. We're working on not finding anything uh, to be unnatural about it, but uh, when faced with a rabid dog with a pad on his face, we, we. We nice. failed. We didn't live up to our own standards. Yes, we're that, working on that. Would seem uncomfortable to me. It 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 was, but I'm 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 doing the work, as they say. I'm dedicated to doing the work, and that was sort of like uh, uh, immersion therapy.
0: Yeah. Well, so now I'm at the point where I don't, I don't know what's happened with the box that I've given him. So mm-hmm. I. Probably should
1: ask. You should, or you just you just buy more. The worst that happens if he's not using them, he sells them to his friends.
0: Well, I don't I mean I think my point is that I would I would love to know you know that he's (laughs) being safe or that he we have the trust that if he needed more he would ask or he now knows how to get them. But I also know that me asking, it may just cause embarrassment and, and further push away any conversation. That-
1: I, I don't think you, I mean, you obviously can ask. I don't think that you will get the satisfaction you want from asking. It probably won't be an appreciated <laughs> question, and you probably won't get an honest answer. Well, you should ask Let's call him up here. He's here. He it on the yeah. podcast. <laughs> we can call him up here right now and ask him. I feel like that also would feel bad, probably like a betrayal of some sort. Yeah, that
0: might. <laughs>
1: that might not be the way to go. But well, well I appreciate you. so what but what you've given me is you know, again, I've got a son and my daughter, so I really I haven't really Thought about having to have that conversation. Part of where the advantage I have that you do not is I'm married to a social worker who works with teens. Mm-hmm. So I was just going to let her tell me what a lot of times I do this. Sometimes I don't listen to her, but a lot of times um, having, you know, benefit, I'll try and benefit from her experience. So
0: I think one of the first things you'd have to figure out is what exactly is it that you are trying to communicate. Is it about being safe to avoid pregnancy and or disease? Yeah. And then, I mean, disease is a little bit of a loaded type thing because then the immediate (laughs) question would be like, well, who do you think I'm
1: I'm hanging out with? Right.
0: But, but then I think that's probably a good conversation. It doesn't, it's not disease. Sexually transmitted disease is not limited to dirty people or, or people who live in the street that anybody can get it.
1: Huh. You know, there's an interesting double standard here. I'm thinking about this, and and I'm acknowledging this is a double standard. Is I'm I'm far more apprehensive about having this conversation with my daughter than I am with my
0: son. What well, I, I would 100% understand. that. I
1: shouldn't be. It's not right. But I'm just thinking about that. I'm 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 more. I I'm also. And I don't know why, I feel like if I get it wrong, the potential for damage is greater with my daughter than with my son, and I'm trying to think, why am I thinking that way? It's probably just, again, more of my own baggage.
0: Well, I think there's there's social norms.
1: The, the pregnancy issue, like that's-
0: But I'm uh, saying more, I'm even thinking more of the norms and again, and these are maybe many would consider them old-fashioned, but that a father is protective of his daughter being defiled, and, yeah. and whereas they might actually be proud of a son for, you know, she's
1: calling right now. Should we put her on the phone? On the phone I think that would also not be. <laughs> be yeah. Um. I. I think that yes. Well, and I also have my own issues, like, with my mom. I know that my mom was a person who talked to me, and and I didn't appreciate that at all. Like, I don't necessarily think she did it right, although. What about your dad? I, I wouldn't necessarily appreciate it. I did have a version of that conversation with my dad, but, you know, my dad at the time was kind of uh, heavily into drugs, which... There was there was no awkwardness around it, but it, it wasn't really helpful. It was more a lot of like <laughs> bragging and, and laughing. So um it wasn't that helpful. I, I wanna make sure that um I guess here this is this is my fear that I'll say something wrong or do something wrong that will just <laughs> result in greek orgies or something like that i say the wrong thing and i and i've ruined my daughter for life and i don't know why i don't have that i should have that fear with my probably more with my son because he's more sensitive but i but i don't to the she's well and
0: i mean in all likelihood the chances of what you're saying resulting in a change of her behavior or his behavior with whomever they're with is is low what it will change is potentially their trust or in you or willingness to share other things with you it it will impact your relationship not so it's not like you i'll say to my son you know you should use condoms and all of a sudden he's going to be having sex that he wasn't going to be having already it's just whether or not he's willing to share that stuff with me that that we need to
1: protect so far I i read a lot on um on what to say to, to to both children, but especially to girls. And I've read about like so a lot of friends of mine, family members are like super protective and of their daughters dating, and some of them even actually do this thing where they clean out that you know they take out their guns when the boys come over and clean their handguns. And I I I've read that's a terrible message to send that like men are in charge of women's bodies. So I really yeah, do They try, can't be trusted. Right. I really try. Never do anything like that. I, I made sure my daughter knows that when she's dating the only thing we want is that it, somebody treats her well and that we we trust her. So I feel because so far I haven't messed it up. I'm just worried about <laughs> down the road what am I going to do because I, 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 I agree want- with you I, but so I think the key
0: there is the trust mm-hmm. and and how to in fairness to her, how can she be trusted if she doesn't know what that looks like? If, what the expectation is for you. And so that's probably what your conversation has to be is, and me, with my son is, is I'm not telling you anything that's not plausible or practical. I'm not going to tell you never to have sex. Cause I don't think that's probably reasonable. Um, but if you are going to do something, here are the risks that you have to be aware of. And here's how you protect yourself from those risks. And primarily, STDs and pregnancy.
1: You know, the other thing that
0: that is funny because it comes up, and like, and I was telling you this before we start recording, is every time I see him, if he doesn't seem really upbeat, my first inclination is maybe something happened with you and the girl. Maybe they broke up. Right. And so I I try my hardest not to ask him that. Because A, why would that be my first assumption? And <laughs> and it's just <laughs> going to annoy him but i'm concerned about how he's feeling i'm concerned about how he's doing and that's more important than me telling him what to do yeah
1: now we i had that conversation with with my wife who who knows these things academically but has some trouble emotionally doing it when it's when it's her like but i i i'm constantly telling her that like we can't protect uh and insulate our kids from pain and we shouldn't like they need to whether it's a breakup whatever it is like they need to experience and navigate that on their own and know that we support them because you know relationships are just going to get increasingly more complex and if they haven't developed even like those basic skills to deal with it you know now they're not going to be well served in the future and so i Because anytime anybody is mean to any of our kids, Rosanna wants to fix it. And so we have a big argument over, don't fix it. Just let them know you're there for us and let them fix it. But I
0: think that's exactly the issue then. I think most parents, and including I'm thinking back to when I was a kid, want to tell you things like, don't worry, there's plenty of fish in the sea. Or don't worry, you're just young, it doesn't mean anything anyway you'll get over it. Like, cause in the moment it doesn't feel that doesn't feel yeah, true. No, I agree, Right. And so, but what instead, instead of fixing it, you want to be telling them is thing. I'm just thinking now loud now is things like you are, you are who you are and you're confident in who you are and don't let yourself be defined by what somebody else says to you. Um, you know, define that yourself. You be, you know. So those are like the tools to maintain their own self confidence right. to manage that will get them through those challenging things when they do inevitably have them.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. It's
0: uh... and I probably was lacking that as a kid too, right? So I lacked all that self confidence. <laughs> well,
1: that's why. That might be why your your default is did they break up <laughs> exactly
0: right that that would be my fault i hear my mom's
1: voice in my head
0: all the time and i and it made me so angry right so i i resist having those things come out my mouth i try (laughs) to keep them locked deep inside
1: i spend a lot of time trying not to be my parents yes and i have a lot of respect for my my mom like she did a lot of things right but she also uh there was no boundary she ever met that she didn't cross. So she knows, she knows things uh, and has found out things that I would, as, as a, as a 53 year old man, I still can't believe that she knows. As
0: Well, I might, I might have to give her a call and find out some of these things.
1: Yeah. All right. But I think that wraps up our podcast. I think so too. While those are a takeaway, what do
0: we... (laughs) Well, I think hopefully there's a bunch of takeaways, and and I think hopefully people will find from that what what makes sense for them, and that they'll have a good conversation with their children. Not certainly that we have all the answers, but through the struggles that we have, maybe people will find a new idea.
1: Communication and no to summer camp, unless you're, again, again, summer.
0: I think you got the wrong message. I was advocating... (laughs) the summer camp education that i got oh
1: all right so, so
0: send your kids to summer camp
1: so uh garmin is pro pornography at summer camp yes and we are both uh pro communication but allowing kids to to solve their problems but know that we're there to support them
0: yes and also you should stock the female hygiene aisle <laughs> all right everybody wow. thank you so much